this is gonna be pretty exciting we've compiled what we think are the best uh funniest most thought-provoking mm -hmm. comments the first thing i thought of when i read this was lol i can go a day without water so your argument that water is essential is nonsense james says we're going to be held to higher standard as as teachers and preachers right, right? and so i'm just nervous about what that standard could be <laughs> <laughs>Hey, hey, Josh, how you doing today? Great, man. How are you? Good, good, good. Welcome to the show. This good is to going to be a very special episode today. Yeah. We're doing something a little different, so we want to welcome all of our viewers today. We are actually going to do some responses to our favorite comments and quotes from our episodes mm -hmm. on our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be pretty exciting. We've compiled what we think are the best, uh, funniest most thought-provoking mm -hmm. comments, and uh, we're gonna give you our best responses to them. So we're gonna be interacting with you guys today. Yeah, so this is good. I, I wanna talk about some of these because uh, some of the comments that we've collected have been from our show and then some from the other shows that we have mm -hmm. on, on our Juice channel. Yep. And what I think is super neat about these is they just kind of represent this uh, litany of different opinions and thoughts around like the world of religion at large and kind of the role that we fit in it. And what I think is really neat is they just represent a cool little community that's been built to here. Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> this is one that was on a video when we were talking and discussing um, like the end times, okay. right? Eschatology. Right, and so, so let's, we're going to jump in with a, we're right off a nuclear the one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this, this commenter says there's absolutely no scripture whatsoever supporting a rapture in all caps. Uh, it's a false doctrine that came out of the 1900s because of a woman's dream, uh, then later was pushed by the Schofield Bible. There. So give me your initial reaction to that, and then uh, we'll talk about it for a sec. Okay, so I think I'm a little confused uh, at first. There's no such, there's no scriptural reference, nothing as a rapture. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, something invented in the 1900s? Uh, I think they meant to say... They might have No, no, 1800s. Eight, they wrote, oh, okay. They I was going to say, did they mean 1800s? Yeah, okay. 19th century, right? Oh, okay, okay, right. okay. Um, I don't know about the woman in the dream. Mm -hmm. Never heard of that. Mm -hmm. But uh, Schofield's Bible? Or the Schofield Bible? I don't know Bible? much about it. Okay. Yeah. So how do you feel about people who deny the rapture outright? So the the thing is that people mean a lot of things when they say the rapture is or isn't happening, mm -hmm. right? And so... The idea of the rapture itself, the concept of being taken up in the air, yeah. that is undeniably uh, true. Right. It's indefensible to say, no, it, it doesn't exist that we're not going to be taken up in the air. That's straight out of yeah. uh, 1 Thessalonians, mm -hmm. straight out of it. Now, where people differ is the timeline or the significance of being taken up in the air. Is that a an ushering in of Christ? after the tribulation beginning the kingdom or is that being uh, relieved from persecution before uh, so what's in question here isn't if that's going to happen mm -hmm. what's in question is that's happening in the context of what wh at what part of the timeline yeah um and so when this person says there's no scriptural reference none the rapture doesn't exist i wonder if they mean if they're refuting one of the positions on the timeline. Yeah, or um, if they've just not read First Thessalonians. Correct, which could that's be. true, that's right? true. Um, also an option. Also an option. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna put that one off to the, to the yeah. side and say, 
Um, yeah, I, well, I, what I think is important about like a conversation like this, right? And what I think is what I like about this channel, right? Like every time uh, we do a video on anything end times yeah. related, uh, it blows up. People get pissed. Uh, <laughs> and what I like, what what I like here is those like everybody on this set, right? And everybody in our control room, like all of the people for the most part here have like differing views yes. on how this is going to end. And, and yeah. I think this is kind of an important point to make. It's like. Anytime we talk about end times, eschatology stuff or whatever, it's really crucial to remember that this is not a hill that is worth dying on to the point of isolation of friends, relationships, and things of that nature, right? True. Uh, and I've lived my life by the quote, uh, not to become so heavenly focused that you're no earthly good. And the idea being, right, there's stuff and work to do here and now, and it's like the end times are fun to pontificate and kind of argue over. And, and uh, But, you know, there's like very little time spent discussing the specificity of how this is all going to play out there compared to the whole scope of Scripture, right? right? And, of and what we do know that yeah, is in fact going Right, happen. precisely. Right. Uh, you know, it's all conjecture after a certain point. Yes. And, you know, educated conjecture, but still conjecture yes. nonetheless. And so I think it's important to remember, right, for any viewer who's watching this now in 2021 or in 2026 or 2035, if we're still here and the rapture hasn't happened, uh, <laughs> that there's value in, in uh, thinking about these things and trying to work through them and do Correct. your best to understand uh, the revelation of God, but there's probably, in my estimation, more value in figuring out like what person you can love well that's in your life this week, right? Or what you can do. Now, it doesn't have to be one or the other, right? right. But if you're going to give time to more one or the other, I would say there's value uh, in that second thing. Uh, amillennial? Pro-millennial? Post-millennial? Post-Malone? Me? Well, which one are you? I'm probably amillennial. Amillennial? Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, Pre-trib? Post-trib? Mid trib, uh, three quarter trib, absolutely post trib. There, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what any of those words mean, okay. but <laughs> sounds good. Um, and this was one that I thought. Okay, so we'll move on yeah. to kind of our next comment here. This is one that I really liked. Um, this came specifically from an overtime video, but I think it kind of represents the heart of what kingdom thinking is really well. Uh, they wrote, "I grew up a Mormon, and I recently did some soul searching, and along with a video that we posted about Mormonism, okay. uh, it said I've opened my eyes to know just how wrong Mormonism is. Thank you." Um, and, and so I don't, uh, bring that up to like dunk on Mormons, right? Like it's never my goal is to like put other people down or or be a jerk or whatever. But there is a, um, one of the reasons that we have been so intentional about this channel, one of the things that we've really wanted to do here is be super, uh, honest and deliberate in the way that we discuss Mm -hmm. truth claims and understanding that not all truth claim, truth claims are created equally. And when somebody makes one, we need to weigh that, you know, in the Correct. scheme of history and the total evidence that we can kind of uh, muster as humanity. And mm-hmm. so when we do videos or talk about discussions about other religions or things like that, like it's always done with the intent of being genuine and respectful mm-hmm. and sincere. Uh, but I never want Christians, especially young Christians, to feel like it's not okay or it's somehow intellectually uncouth to hold some type of position mm. uh and claim a position, right? It's right. like we have to make a line over and against somewhere. other positions. Yeah, and, and yeah. things like truth claims run into conflict with each other. Yes. And you don't have to be a jerk in the way that you talk about it. Okay. But there is some point where you're going to have to make some type of declarative statement. Yes. I believe this is right. I believe this is incorrect. Right. right? Uh, and so, yeah, so what do you think about a comment like this? So, uh, again, to make sure I understand it correctly, 
this is a person talking about their own experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they grew up Mormon, right? And they've been doing some soul searching, they write. And we did this long video, it's like 12, 13 yeah. minute video on Mormonism and just kind of some of the things that we find problematic about yeah. it. And then, and, and then they commented about having some sort of- Experience of having their eyes open. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Right. That is incredible. Um, I, I find that so encouraging mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. because obviously I'm biased mm -hmm. towards um, uh, Christianity yeah. as a traditional uh, Orthodox Christianity, right? Over and against like Jehovah's Witness, not Mormonism, Christianity, right? Sure. Right. Um, what we would call sects, uh -huh. uh, and that's not a derogative term. That's that's the technical term for. Mm -hmm. um, that's so encouraging mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, to see that the quality of the work and the effect that it's having mm -hmm. through a platform like this can yeah. have um, can lead to genuine uh, stimulus of the mind and, and encouragement for research and asking these questions. That's amazing. Yeah, because I, I don't see many platforms where young people can do that mm -hmm. in a safe way. Um, and so for that person to be able to do that, that I mean, that's seriously life-changing yeah uh the other thing kind of freaks me out about that is like youtube is being used for things like this right like people are going on youtube to find religious answers and right mm. the better way to think of youtube is not a video player but a search engine for yeah. answers to like questions you may have in life right and so it's like uh there's value in needing right. to be on a platform like mm. this as a christian uh as a christian company as a christian channel and yeah. things like that uh, and be okay with being a Christian channel and having a niche audience and talking about these types of things because, uh, you know, to all things, we or to all people, we become all things, right? And being a content creator or whatever, even on a small level or a big level, the value is like doing this genuinely and working hard uh, in hopes that God uses a platform like YouTube to help somebody encounter him, right? And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was a yeah. pretty... That was a pretty was cool one for me too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, and so our our last one here. Okay. Uh, do you remember the video that we did about Pastor Greg Locke, the guy that got banned from Twitter? Is that the guy who said, "I'm feeling froggy"? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's about to fight all the people. Uh, okay, so I don't know if you remember that in detail, uh -huh. uh, but when we first did that video, we had to reshoot it a couple times because of how long you were laughing. We um, did. Yeah, yeah, and so I just wanted to read part of this comment. This is a super <laughs> long comment. Uh, but the okay. person writes, God bless Pastor Greg Locke. Uh, if it wasn't for me finding his YouTube videos years ago in one of the darkest times of my life, I wouldn't have a relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ mm. that I now have. Uh, I wouldn't have been taking part in Believer's Baptism a few weeks ago. I love his boldness and I also how he lo love how he reads line by line from the Bible and how it, re uh, how it relates to things that are going on in the world and in the politics in our country. I love his boldness, and I also love how he reads line by line of the Bible and how it re uh, relates to things that are going on in the world today and the politics in our country. I love uh, and I have learned more about our Heavenly Father in the Bible from him than I ever did many years ago when my mother would be dragging me to a cold, dead, boring, judgmental church. That's a lot of adjectives to string that together. Is, that is a lot of adjectives. Uh, okay, so... That's a lot. The last time we discussed, uh, I'm just going to call him Greg Locke. The last time we discussed Greg, Greg. Locke, uh, there, I feel, I feel weird using the pastor title. Uh, we had to like reshoot a couple times because of how hard you were laughing. Uh, the guy who said, I'm feeling froggy. Froggy, yeah. And so when you hear somebody like this, and, and by the way, this is not like a joke comment. This person wrote this like very earnestly, and yeah. they were very much like, 
Uh, they do seem genuine. Honest. Yeah. Like, Hey, I know my opinion may doesn't, you know, maybe not hold a lot of weight with you guys because of your beliefs and stuff about him, but just wanted to throw my two cents. In yeah, there, yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. So what, how does this initially hit you? What's yeah, your first yeah. thought? So that is what initially hits me. I, I, I want to read it sympathetically in the sense that I, I hear, uh, where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. You've benefited and have an experience of edification of some sort. And that's, that's not worthless, mm-hmm. right? So what, what I would say um, on a personal response is that there's a difference between assessing uh, somebody's character as they are portrayed through their words and actions on what we saw in mm-hmm. that video mm-hmm. and the efficacy or the efficiency of uh, what God can do mm-hmm. through ministries. In, in other words, uh, I, I kind of compare that to um, the last time I had a conversation about the value of mental health as a field, like the field of psychology mm-hmm. and how it informs church ministry. Mm-hmm. And and the comment was, well, what about all those countries that don't have psychologists? Is God not efficient? Can God not work through them? And I was like, that's a really good question, but you're missing the point. Yeah. The point isn't that God can't work without mental health as a profession. The point is that if this is a resource that reflects God's truths, then we should account for it and use it to benefit the people in our ministries. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's like a- another example to be more extreme would be, well, I I can go a day without water. So your argument that water is essential is nonsense. Yeah, but you shouldn't yeah, go a day yeah. without water. Right, right, so, right, right. So again, my point would be, um, I don't have reason to doubt that person that they've benefited I think my argument would be, I, w- I wonder how many people were or might have been deformed or damaged yeah. by such rhetoric. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that would be more of a concern for me Yeah. Um, without taking away that God could still use that person's mm-hmm. ministry. But that doesn't mean I have to turn a, a blind eye to uh, maybe all the women or other people that would be uh, hu- I don't know, humiliated, belittled, whatever, through through some of the language that was used in that video. Yeah, that's super powerful, and I think that's right on the money. Uh, the first thing I thought of when I read this was LOL. Uh, <laughs> not going to lie. Uh, but yes, once I uh, kind of sat down on it a little bit and stopped being such a jerk, uh, I found it made me think of two two different things, right? Uh, the first one is, uh, are you familiar with the threefold word of God? by the Catholic or the Swiss reformer Bollinger. Uh-uh. Right. It talks like this. Okay, I know so, you are. You're yeah, in seminary I right am. Now. I am. Right. So, uh, he, well, he talks about these three things and this is why I think it's important. The first thing he says is Jesus Christ is the word of God, right? Okay. Holy scripture is the word of God. Yeah. Preaching of the word of God is the word of God. Oh, that's very Carl Bart ish, but there is one word of God. Right. Okay. And, and so, but I think specifically when he functions or uh, kind of zeroes in on that preaching of the word of God is the word of God part yeah. is crucially important because right. pastors, right. Then who are preaching of the word of God yeah. are, t- are in a sense, the word of God only insofar as the things that they are saying affirm the truth that we know about God and Christ as revealed through Scripture. Right? And they're the vehicle for yeah, God's people to experience yes. that truth. Yes, and so I think that's a not to get too much into like the role that pastors play in, in like deifying people or anything right, like right, that. Right, but right. the idea of a comment being like this, a comment like this being so possible, is like, well, yes, yes, of course, yeah. right? God can use 
uh, a talking ass in any type of situation, right? <laughs> and and the idea of that, right? Whether it's Balaam in the Old Testament or something else in you know 2021, whatever, right? That uh, kind of presents itself is something that's important to recognize. And then I thought of Paul in Philippians one, right? When he's ta- when he's talking about uh, his experience in prison, he says it's true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, mm-hmm. but others out of goodwill. Yeah. Uh, the later do so out of love, and, you know. And, and he talks about like basically, God's going to use everything. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares what the motive is, right? And, and I don't think. Uh, Locke is trying to make money. I don't ascribe that that value to him. I don't think he's like evil in that kind of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's problematic in a lot of ways, but I don't think he's um, malicious, right, right, in his intent to try and get rich off of being a pastor, right? Okay. Like that's not uh, the type of malice I attribute to him. Um, so it's like, of course, God is going to use anybody to do what God wants to get done in the yeah. world. And yeah. when there are no doubt going to be things that Greg Locke says and other people, myself included, of course, you, all, right? of like, us, all of us, uh, that we're going to say that are correct and yeah. that are Christologically centered, correct about the Holy Spirit and God's interaction and desire for the world, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So the bigger question needs to be, though, is like, is that molehill uh, potentially outweighed by the mountain of garbage that also comes out of that, right, in terms of like, <laughs> we should be listening to this or platforming this or, you know, kind of whatever. And so that's a hard question. I mean, well, I think even more simple would be the question of, is anybody excused from accountability yeah. or being critically assessed for yeah. the things that maybe aren't as beneficial and incorrect? Yeah, that's a really nice way to say it, right? James says we're going to be held to higher standard as, as teachers and preachers, right? right? And so... I'm just nervous about what that standard could be. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I would just say it doesn't matter whether it's Greg or anybody else. Right, right. You, we're all held accountable. And um, the idea that somebody could be uh, exhorted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for things that may be problematic that that shouldn't be in tension with, hey, but I benefited from this. Right, right, right. Like, for sure. They're both true. Right. Um, now, the degree to which that's problematic is maybe where we would disagree. Yeah. And that's yeah. fine. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. All right. So, those are our three biggest ones that I thought would be kind yeah. of interesting that capture the uh, kind of the scope, emotional of our bandwidth audience. that is this show. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I mean, it's it's been a blast. It's been a blast. And, Josh, I got to share something with you that you already know. And I got to share it with our audience. Uh, this is actually our last episode. It is. Together as. Uh, juice on mm-hmm. kingdom thinking and on our channel and so we wanted to acknowledge and thank you guys for your viewership for your interaction with us it has been an absolute pleasure and privilege mm-hmm. to be able to share of ourselves with you guys and to see some of the benefit yeah is amazing yeah absolutely amazing yeah so definitely uh yeah thank you for the way that you guys have uh encouraged us exhorted us mm-hmm. uh enraged us and some <laughs> other word i can't think of that begins with the letter e to fit that pastoral uh point there uh we're great grateful to have walked through this part of life uh together and we're super excited to see what god does next yeah, we'll see what's next we thank you again for watching and we certainly hope to see you next time on whatever platform that may be the good news is these videos are going to stay up on youtube so we encourage you to go out and check them out